Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, the third day of the lusty month of May in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> it has been 200 days. Let me say that again. It has been 200 days since Tony nominations were announced. And we have nary had a word about when those uh, awards will be given out. Although that might be happening in the next, I don't know, year. week and a half. Year. Week. All week, right. week and a half, if okay. I had to guess. <laughs> I think it'll be happening pretty soon. Uh, anyway, I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanetti. <laughs> and I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Sears. That was the longest intro we've ever had. I know. I'm just saying that <laughs> today is Monday, May 3rd. I would not be surprised if within eight days we know much, much more than we know now. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, wow. I, wow. I'm just saying. Just what saying. a tease. What a, <laughs> that's already more information than we've received in the past year. So, I mean, no, that's no. a plus. I am going to be the new president of the Broadway League. So, oh, um, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get much worse. Very, very true. Well, over the weekend, uh, James, Peter, and Michael spoke with the legendary Gretchen Cryer on This Week on Broadway. If you are unfamiliar with her, not only is she a performer, she was in the um, original Broadway productions of Little Me, 110 in the Shade, in 1776. She was actually the understudy for both Abigail Adams and Martha Jefferson in 1776. Mm -hmm. But she is also a um, book and lyrics writer. She is a, a drama desk winner for her show The Last Sweet Days of Isaac and another nominee for I'm Getting My Act Together. You might remember about a year ago, a little more than a year ago now, it was announced that she was supposed to be directing a series of five solo shows at the Cherry Lane Theater running in April and May um, of 2020. And um, that obviously got canceled. But one of the people who was supposed to be appearing in one of those five solo shows, which collectively was called True Stories, um, was her son, John Cryer. Um, of course, Brat Pack member and and current Lex Luthor um, on Supergirl on the CW. And in the conversation on Is this week true? on Broadway. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. His that's Lex awesome. Yeah, that, that's really, a, really good. Seems like he fits, yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Um, but in the conversation on This Week on Broadway, she told a great story about how he was supposed, her son, John, was supposed to replace Matthew Broderick on Broadway in Brighton Beach Memoirs. But before <sighs> he was ever able to go on, he was fired. Um, huh. So really funny story there. I think he eventually actually did go on and take the, the role I over as Jerome. I think uh, so, because I remember hearing previously that John Cryer was supposed to do that, but I didn't yeah. know it was a situation of which she got fired from. I mean, according to his mother. I mean, yeah. I don't. she might she's be lying very, to make she, him look she's bad. She's a reliable source. I trust that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Mothers and to. sons can be interesting, but... Mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, uh, so check that out. It, of course, is in your Patreon feed first. So head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to get all of our episodes there before they hit our regular feeds. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news and let's talk about some news pertaining to theatrical properties on screens of various shapes and sizes. First up, on Friday, Variety reported that the previously announced capture of the Tony-winning stage musical Come From Away will stream on Apple TV+. Plus presumably this September. Uh, it was originally announced that it would be coming out in September, but when the Apple announcement came out, they did not specify what day or anything it was coming out, mm -hmm. but it is expected to arrive in September in time to recognize the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks and then the subsequent events that take place and come mm. from away. 
The cast and crew presumably mostly made up from the original Broadway cast, many of whom have stayed with the show since the beginning. Um, they've recently been quarantining. Jen Colella uh, was talking about quarantining for this. So yeah. they're either, I think they're probably finished with filming. If not, they're pretty close to being done. Um, so, uh, that's really exciting. But what's interesting is that since there's no audience, obviously, for this show, Ashley, yeah. it's expected to be a bit more of a hybrid of a traditional pro shot sure. capture of a stage property and a little bit more of a film. You remember that this was originally announced to be a full, like, screen, big screen adaptation. And then with the shutdown, they decided to pivot into kind of a hybrid film screen stage to screen capture. Are those the same things? I thought yes. I thought those were two separate entities. Maybe I'm mistaken no. there. No, they are not separate entities. The the okay. people who had originally optioned the show to make a an actual musical film decided to do this instead, probably for a lot of reasons, but one of them did have to do with the fact that the Broadway production had been shut down for a year. Mm, okay. Um so this I don't know that if this precludes them from eventually doing an actual film, but right. this was what is what is being done with those rights now. And that has only been a decision because of all of this. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this. This is a show that having listened to the cast album, I was in no way, shape or form interested in. I did right. not think the music was very good. I thought it just was not very well written. And then I saw it and sobbed through the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, I think that's true. not an uncommon uh, opinion of Come From Away. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing this on Apple Definitely. TV+. Plus. So the information I'm getting, because as you were talking, I decided to look up you know, pro stats details. Uh, it looks like they are starting and ending filming this month, or at least ending filming this month. Yes. May. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So they should be finishing. Jen Colella has been tweeting and posting about being in uh, quarantine since early to mid April, I think. Yeah. Although, what is time at this point? It I could have no been idea. yesterday. I don't know. Um, so, it, yeah, it sounds like they are either finished or getting very close to being done. All right, sticking with the platform that is quickly becoming my favorite streaming service following Ted Lasso, yes. the upcoming the upcoming Girls 5 Eva, Come From Away. Um, also on Friday, Apple TV Plus announced that the musical comedy series Schmigadoon yes. will premiere on the service this summer on July 16th. Now, listeners will remember that Ann Harada told me in an interview earlier this year, I think, um, that it would mm -hmm. be coming this February. summer. Yeah, it was in February, and she told me it'd be coming this summer, but she didn't even know the date yet. We now know that it is two days after Bastille Day. And in addition to Anne Harada, it will star Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key as two travelers who come across this weird musical town that only appears randomly, much like... Brigadoon, which mm -hmm. we are all very familiar with. The citizens of Schmigadoon include Kristen Chenoweth, <laughs> Alan Cumming, Aaron Tveit, Dove Cameron, Jaime Camille, Ariana DeBose, Fred Armisen, Jane Krakowski, and apparently Martin Short appears mm -hmm. in the show as well. So very much super looking forward to this one. I was in on Schmigadoon when it was just announced as a Cecily Strong yeah, musical same. comedy, and now they throw in like every single Broadway person, and I 
cannot wait for this. Yeah, when they announced, especially uh, Kristen and Alan, and then I think Alan recent, like this past weekend, posted photos, uh, preview photos from it, and it looks awesome. I laugh every time I hear the title. So, I mean, it's if, so the, good. if the title is any indication, then I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, there were two images released on Friday, and then there's a little like teaser video which isn't yeah. a video of the show just a like little animation um that was released on friday so that is very very exciting also late last week netflix announced the cast for their upcoming film adaptation of jason robert brown's musical 13 the cast of teen and preteen kiddos includes eli golden gabriella ool jd mccrary frankie mcnellis lindsey blackwell jonathan lingle ramon reed nolan dubik luke islam shakina impum lawana kaylee cerizo wyatt moss liam wignall and kyla ani um, very exciting. We don't know yet when they will start filming or when this will be av- available to stream, but more musicals on streaming services is good. Can't be a bad thing. No. And finally, for three days only, coming up uh, beginning on May 6th, Broadway On Demand will stream the 2018 workshop presentation of The Secret Garden. This was originally supposed to be a pre-Broadway workshop. Who knows if they still want to bring it or not, or if this Mm -hmm. is some way for them to kind of gain interest. But this will serve as a benefit for both the Dramatist Guild Foundation and the Actors Fund. The presentation is also dedicated to the late, great Rebecca Luker, who, of course, started the original Broadway production as Lily. The cast of this workshop, I mean, it truly is fantastic. And who knows how many of these people would have or will potentially come to Broadway with it if it ever does get a house. But the cast includes Clifton Duncan, Drew Galing, Sierra Bogus, Amber Amon, Adam Chandler Barat, Matt Doyle, Sally Ann Triplett, Jim Norton, Anoop Desai, Kuhu Verma, and more. Warren Carlyle directs and choreographs. Now, Ashley, I am not really a fan of The Secret Garden. It's a show that I have no interest in at all. I've seen it. It wasn't very good the production i did and I, it's not my style of music but okay if you were going to tell me that we're going to start streaming workshops i could I not be that. more excited there are so many interesting things that happen that we you know will occasionally report on or we'll sure. hear about that never lead to full productions roundabout does star-studded stuff yeah, all the exactly. time that's exactly what i was just about to say the things that yeah. come out of roundabout especially of like here's this all-star cast of x y and z it's like great can't wait till it transfers and then we never hear about it ever again yeah there's been some great stuff like i know donna murphy's done stuff there audra's done yeah. some really interesting stuff there's the one that came out a few years ago with um, uh, Ben Platt was doing Parade, and I can't was was Carmen Cusack supposed to play Lucille? Is that um, right? I don't know if that's right or not. I can't remember. Um, that would be an odd pairing, but I, I, that sticks in my head. But uh, if we're going to start doing this, like I am all for workshops being broadcast because that's such an interesting thing that so many theater fans don't get a chance to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they're not full productions, and they might never be full productions. So being able to see these types of things, uh, I think, would be a very, very uh, interesting way to pull back the curtain for so many theater lovers. Definitely, Michaela Diamond was Lucille in that. That workshop. makes far more sense to yeah. be paired with Ben Platt than Carmen <laughs> yeah. Cusack does. Yeah, they both uh, kind of have curlyish hair. I think yeah, that might sure. be where I was That's going exactly. for. Yeah, of I confuse mm-hmm. everybody with curly hair. Yeah, that was 2018. Right. Yeah. Uh, ben Platt, Michaela Diamond, directed by Michael Arden. So, oh, we can dream about that too, I guess. 
If you want to. I will. Uh, I do okay. want to, and I will. <laughs> okay. I've got some other people on the list instead of that. But anyway. Um, all right, actually, let's take a minute real quick to talk about our sponsor, Upstart.com. Now, we've been talking about this forever, and I feel like I'm uh, a broken record here because nobody needs me to tell them this. But carrying a bunch of credit card debt from month to month can be stressful, it's frightening, it's burdensome, um, and it's not something that anybody ever wants to go through. Mm -hmm. High interest rates make it almost impossible to pay off your debt, but Upstart can help. So today is the day. Join the thousands of happy borrowers who have made their final payment thanks to Upstart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Upstart can help lessen that burden that you just talked about. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, what you do with Upstart is they will give you a five-minute online rate check, and you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000, and you receive those funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan, which is pretty great because if if you're in debt, I mean, the quicker you can get money, obviously, the better. Yeah, I mean, better than taking a year. Um, <sighs> but you can find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided on your loan application. <laughs> Once again, go to upstart.com slash Broadway. Can't stop, won't stop. I know. It's so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed my calling. I actually yeah, took obviously. a couple uh, voiceover classes in, in the past yeah, and realized see? that's too much work. You could be an auctioneer uh, instead. There you go. I could do that. I'm there for that. Anyway, yeah. I can do the. Uh, I can. I mean, I can totally do the uh, the uh, the hamper scene from Oklahoma. No problem. <laughs> the, uh, the Aunt Ella. Uh, yeah. Do I hear two bits? Two bits. See? Fifty dollars. One or the um, other. One or the other. Either auctioneer or that. Yeah, there we go. All right, Ashley. <laughs> unfortunately, we have to get back to the news with the passing of stage and screen legend Olympia Dukakis. She died on Saturday at her home in Manhattan at the age of 89. Dukakis won an Academy Award for playing Cher's mother in Moonstruck. Cher also won an Academy Award. And she is also known for her work in Steel Magnolias, Sinatra, mm -hmm. Tales of the City, both Tales of the City and the sequel, uh, Joan of Arc, and more. In addition to her Oscar win, she was also an Obie winner and had two Golden Globe nominations and three Emmy noms. Dukakis made her Broadway debut as an understudy in 1962's The Aspirin Papers and made her mark on the Great White Way four more times, most recently as the title and sole character in Martin Sherman's one-person show Rose back in 2000. Last year, a documentary about her life simply entitled Olympia was released and featured Whoopi Goldberg, Laura Linney, Ed Asner, Lainey Kazan, Armistad Maupin, the author of Tales of the City, Austin Pendleton, Diane Ladd, and, of course, uh, Olympia's cousin, former Democratic nominee for president, and Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis. Actually, we didn't talk about this up front, so if I screw okay. this up and this is not true, feel free to edit it out. Uh, but I kind of feel <laughs> like Moonstruck might be a favorite film of yours. It's Nick Cage and Cher. Of course it's a favorite film of mine. Like, that's yeah. just a ridiculous statement to assume otherwise. Yeah, I watched two just incredible Nick Cage movies this weekend, side point. Um, but yeah, you know, Cher, Nick Cage, and then The Great Olympia Dukakis, which, not only Moonstruck, but I mean, first of all, you mentioned Steel Magnolias, which already has some of the best representations mm -hmm. of female friendships ever, especially between her and Shirley MacLaine in the movie um and you know we don't we don't 
you went through talking about her Broadway debut and other roles, and people don't really think about that because she's made she made such a career on screen. But so like, much, yeah. yeah. But she did so much stage work beforehand, and I mean that's really how she got her start and built her career up. So we all know her from her big film roles, but she's absolutely first and foremost a theater person and just devastating to see her pass yeah in in addition to that her husband who she was married to from 1962 to 2008 when he died um Mm. lewis zorick um was another broad broadway regular Mm -hmm. i mean like dozens of of broadway credits he was um actually played mr marachek in the 1993 production of she loves me um he was uh dimitri wiseman in the 2001 production of follies Mm -hmm. he played sturdivant in the 2003 uh production of ma rainey's black bottom and his broadway credits go all the way back to 1960 um so very much um a broadway family and also this is a fun one he was the uh, standby for oscar in the original broadway production of the odd couple um so both of them both of them very much um theater people Mm -hmm. even if olympia was known more for her work on screen all right. In other news, Ashley, on Sunday, the Steppenwolf Theater Company announced that their artistic director, Anna D. Shapiro, would be resigning from her position when her contract ends at the end of August. I don't know if she will be in Osage County at that point or not. Um, but mm. Shap- no, is that a bad one? Is that not a good one? Anyway, um, (laughs) she directed August Osage County. Um, Anyway, um, Shapiro's departure has long been expected and planned as she continues to do work both um, on and off Broadway and around the country. Despite her stepping down as uh, artistic director, she will remain uh, as a part of Steppenwolf's ensemble company. Um, Steppenwolf is currently engaged in a search for a replacement. Um, I think this is one of those things where... I imagine she would love in a perfect world to stay in that role, but she is so sure. like we hear so much about what she does. I just feel like it's one of those things where she just doesn't have time to do all of that. Right, absolutely. What was she working on most recently that was Broadway she, bound? Was that Devil Wears Prada? Yes. Okay. Yes, she That's is the director of the upcoming Devil Wears Prada, which recently had um a workshop in Indiana, I feel I think like. So yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, she's still working um, tremendously. Uh, um, in addition to her work at Steppenwolf, and that she- show is supposed to have its out of town tryout in Chicago. So she is still very much a uh, Chicago, and she is. Yeah. Um, uh, was born in Evanston, which is just north uh, of yeah. uh, of Illinois, where Northwestern is. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be busy if we do actually see Devil Wears Prada. So this this move does make sense, and as you said, she's been planning it for a while. Just yeah. really thrilled to see her get more work as soon mm-hmm. as possible. I think she's exceptional at her job. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I- on to the new. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up. This is um, a recommendation. It, uh, feel good. I didn't feel like calling it a feel good because like you can feel good about it, but also the reason we're talking mm-hmm. about it is, is it's bad. Uh, but over the weekend, the second protest in recent weeks that called for Broadway to provide greater opportunities uh, to and for um, people of color happened on Saturday. This one was the Broadway for Racial Justice March. And um, we've got a whole rundown of it, but I wanted to point out a speech this one of the speeches that was made on the steps of the new york public library was current and pending tony nominee and eventual winner uh adrian warren um i will have a video of the full speech in the show notes but the quote that's kind of like 
picking up steam is, quote, I ain't going anywhere, but I'm not signing my name on any contract until Broadway communicates with this community. I've wanted to be here since I was six years old, and I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm proud of it because I loved you, and you're breaking my heart. Mm. Um you know, we talk about Adrian Warren all the time because she is the best yes. of the community, both in terms of performance and in terms of being a person. Yep. And this is just a big deal, Ashley. I mean, like Adrian Warren is effectively using the power that she has as one of the fastest rising Broadway stars, the presumptive Tony winner for best actress in a musical and the lead of one of the most commercially viable shows when Broadway presumably comes back. And she's saying, I want to be back. Mm -hmm. I plan on being back, but for me to come back, y'all have to step up and do your job. Do the work. Yeah. You have to talk to us and tell us what you are going to do to make this a a safe and equitable situation for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely all of that. I think it's really important to note, well, first of all, <laughs> this is the second person who has spoken out about it, both as respective leads of their shows. I think it's really important to mention that both people that have stepped up so far are people of color, both in Karen Olivo and Adrian oh, Warren. Right. Okay. I was like, who else said this? And I was like, oh, I thought you meant like saying, I'm not coming back to you, say something. But Karen just said, I'm not coming back. Right, right, Karen right, just it. said, yeah, not coming back at all. Adrian Warren said, I'm not coming back until you do something. And I think that's very important to note. And I think should be part of the conversation that we're having. <laughs> the fact that only two people have really stepped up in that kind of way and they've both been at marginalized people. Yeah. At least publicly, yes. yes. And that's but- one of those things that we talked about that made me uncomfortable with Karen's announcement because mm. it shouldn't be incumbent on the performers who, despite yeah, you know Karen and Adrian being... Uh, being stars, they're not Hugh Jackman. They're not yeah, Audrey McDonald. That's my point. It's that's just, absolutely it's, my point. Yeah. Is that it's putting the onus on the, the performers, the victims, and also putting the onus on people who already carry the community. So yeah. I'm, you know, thrilled to see this. I think it's bold as hell, and we are notably Adrian Warren fans. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. 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 I would. If I had a family, I would leave them for her tomorrow. <laughs> I believe that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I absolutely believe that. Yeah. So, yeah, great to see. And she's always putting in the work. And I just – my point is that I don't think she should be the one that always has to put in the totally. work. Like, yep. where's everybody else? If, yep. if, if the onus is going to be on actors, which it seems to unfortunately be the case at the moment, then it shouldn't just be the same people every damn time. Yeah. Hugh, Neil Patrick, who? Um, who? David, David High Pierce. I mean, who? you big name stars who uh, like to uh, earn your theater cred occasionally. Might be time for y'all to uh, <sighs> step up and have a say. Anyway, let's get off the soapbox for today. Thank you for listening <laughs> to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful start to your week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.